All right, into the Triangle Podcast presented by Couch Guy Sports. Welcome in, everybody. No Zach Giziero tonight because he's at the Bruins Sabres game. Go figure. And they're actually, I think I saw that Buffalo was up uh, three to one. I'm pretty sure. So good for them. No Jared Scally tonight. Jared had minor surgery. He's not feeling very well. That's okay. We'll give him a pass for this one tonight. We'll give him the walk, if you will, because he. I don't know if he even can walk. We'll see. It could be Jared's flu game next time we have it. But <laughs> I, Al, am here tonight, and I'm joined by Sam Edwards. Sam, Ow! pleasure to have you again. Second Thank time you. guest. No, third time you know, guest. Third time guest. Third time guest. Third time guest. Um, yeah, the first one was the maiden voyage. Second one, I'm still a rookie. And then third one, I'm feeling feeling like an all-star right now. I'm yes, really feeling good. You're the veteran presence at this point. You're one of the guys that we call upon. You're in our bullpen, so to speak. Which Absolutely. By the, which, by the way, speaking of which, the Red Sox bullpen, we're going to get into it because there's a mm-hmm. few things that we can talk about. But, mm-hmm. again, before all that, couchguysports.com. Go check out everything. Blogs, you know, podcasts, like Sam's Great Podcast, Around the Diamond, with him and Ow! Adam. It's and, a dope and, podcast. And it is episodes once a week and i think there's a guy named justin but i'm just convinced he doesn't exist at this he point. doesn't exist i lied you know we thought it would sound better if we had a third co-host you know but it you know yeah so it, i mean eventually the ruse has kind of been up he doesn't really exist yeah yeah okay so terrible start by you guys Good <laughs> so that so that was great but ch- check out sam's podcast check out all the podcasts on the network check out the twitch channel we're going to be actually having some baseball content more baseball content on there soon Heck we're yeah. going to we're going to be talking off air about that. Just take it, pay attention to the Twitch channel, the Couch Guy Sports Twitch channel. Which, by the way, if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe to for free. For free, absolutely. Mm. And check out the Couch Guy Sports YouTube page because we have a bunch of podcasts on there. Into the Triangle, not yet, but we'll work on it. We get the. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get this beautiful face on there. Yeah. Slow, slowly but surely. Yes. Absolutely. And thank you for talking about me without my beard that way. I yeah. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but enough about facial hair and lack thereof. Let's talk about this Red Sox team because I think the last time, I think last week when we talked, and I think actually the last time, Sam, you were on too, we had basically said if you split with the White Sox and then you split with the Blue Jays, going into the into the Seattle series, mm. you're looking pretty good. Yeah. Sure, sure enough, you, you, you get two wins out of the four games. Yes, that math equates to a split, folks. Against yep. the White Sox. And then you split the two-game miniseries against the Jays. So, Sam, I guess I just want to kind of ask you just overall thoughts to kind of kick off this episode on the White Sox series and the Jays series. Yeah, overall thoughts. I mean, especially playing – I mean, so last time I was on here, you know, we were we were looking at the Twins and White Sox series, you know, seeing how they were going to do. And those were going to be the big tests, you know. And, uh, I mean, we killed the Twins three three out of four games – and the White Sox, I mean, it was tougher, definitely. Um, but I think it was rightfully so that it was tougher because I just think White Sox are just that much of a better team. Um, but, uh, you know, we came through. The bats are still uh, still cooking. Christian Arroyo is a big – Yes. I mean, he – batting second a couple days ago like and getting like three hits, he's someone we can really rely on, which, I mean <laughs> – it's just, it's just, you know, more luxury on luxury, you know, because our hitting is dope right now. It is. I mean, you have, and actually, we'll talk about that in a second, but Christian Arroyo, my goodness. Yeah. This guy, both ways, defensively, mm-hmm. offensively, 
he's kind of taking care of an everyday position that at first, Sam, and I think you can agree with this, Yeah, that wasn't really going to be the case for the Red Sox this year. It was going to be Kike Hernandez was going to play a bunch at second. Marlon Gonzalez was going to play a bunch mm-hmm. at second. If and when Michael Chavis got called back up, he was going to play some second base. Right. But then all of a sudden, Christian Arroyo comes in, yeah. and he's, he's having a good season so far. And you know what? That ultimately makes the Red Sox a better team. And by the way, shout out to Hyam Bloom for that find. Like, oh, my, absolutely. My goodness, is Hyam Bloom, Bloom deals right now, especially there was an article that came out today I saw on Twitter, the 2020 Red Sox trade deadline, where they sent mm-hmm. out, uh, Workman and Embry to the Phillies for Pavetta and... Uh, Whitlock. Or, sorry, no. not Whitlock. Sorry, uh, freaking... Um, Connor Siebold or whatever his name is? Yeah, no. Connor Siebold. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, so, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I love Whitlock. <laughs> no, I, I do too. Garrett Whitlock. <laughs> but again, but that's something, and I agree with you. Christian Arroyo is a staple right now in that lineup and in that middle infield especially. Mm-hmm. And then you can have guys like Kike play more center field. You can have Gonzalez literally platoon everywhere. I think tonight's the first night in like, I don't know, like eight, nine games he's gotten a game off. I, like, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time he had a game off. Do you? No, I can't, and, you know, I feel like, I mean, the way he's hitting, he's not hitting great. I think he's having good at-bats, and I think he's got a decent walk percentage right now, uh, which I'm fine with, but, like, average-wise, he's not doing great, so I'm okay with a day off there. I Yeah, Arroyo just really gives us that depth, you know, and we already had depth, but, like, and we had versatility, so anybody can really play anywhere, um, but... With Arroyo playing really well, he's, yeah, kind of like what you said, he's cemented himself in that middle infield, which is so great to see. I mean, you were really just hoping for somebody to step up, and uh, he's really done that. He has. Really done that. And, and like you said, too, and we're going to talk about this for a quick second, the Red Sox offense. Oh, my goodness, is it clicking on all cylinders, especially oh especially J.D. and Bogarts. Like, those are two guys. They're literally chasing each other in the MLB, Sam. For, for hits, like yeah. they, they're they're chasing each other for hits leader. No, mm-hmm. I'm taking the lead. No, I'm taking the lead. No, I'm catching you. But that's a great problem to have. You yeah, know, absolutely. Guys, you know, it's funny. I I talked to my dad about this right before we recorded, probably about an hour ago. And I want to ask you this: this episode's just going to be all over the place, so stick with us, ladies and gentlemen, that listen and watch this fine podcast. Heck yeah, JD Martinez. Would you say? that he's better than David Ortiz as far as, as far as, stay with me, as far as consistency and batting average at the plate. Oh, my gosh. Makes you think, um, doesn't it? Well, it's tough because, you know, Ortiz kind of had different stages in his career. I can remember specifically as a kid that it felt like he was going to either strike out, he was going to hit a, you know, a fly out, or he was going to hit a home run. Um, which, you know, I obviously wasn't paying attention to, uh, the statistics at the time, but, uh, (laughs) I would say average wise. Yes. He is more consistent, especially average wise. Yes, absolutely. So, and again, it's not to take away from Ortiz because Ortiz is a legend here in Boston. I mean, yeah, yeah. home run power. Give me Ortiz over JD any day. Postseason hitting. Give me Ortiz over JD any day. Over anyone. Yes, over anyone, agreed. But that one little tidbit, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You may be onto something because that's actually – it's kind of interesting when you break it down, you know, player to player in that sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, without his 2020 season, I mean, J.D. is still looked at as one of the best hitters in the league, you know, so consistently. Um, yes. 
if he didn't have that really poor 2020, I mean, we're still looking at him as tops. And, you know, now he's just come back and showed up and been like, yeah, you know, I just kind of took that year off. <laughs> kind of yeah. like the entire team, you know. Yeah, that 24 and 36 record, you know, it, it was just a, a figment of our imagination. That, that Verdugo won like half those games for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Alex, I love Alex Verdugo, man. I don't know if you saw it. Did you watch, I forget which game it was, but the guy in right field that caught the home run ball, I think it was against Seattle, actually, and he had the Verdugo Red Sox sign. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, guy, that, guy yeah. that guy was amazing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That guy was something. But mm-hmm. a few a few things that we, I kind of want to break down, and I wanted to break down with Jared and Zach tonight, and they're not here, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But right, right. One, there's two things I really want to talk about. First of all, Garrett Richards. I mean, I don't know if you saw this, Sam, but when they when the, when the Red Sox before they got into the Seattle series, mm. with any pitcher not named Garrett Richards, you want to know what their record is? Record not named. Um, and and this was before the first Seattle game, so they had right, played, right, right. They played, I think it was nineteen games up to this point. Nineteen games. I'm gonna say they were. Man, this is tough. I'll say twelve and seven. So they were twelve and seven overall, but you, twelve and seven overall. But you take out, but you take out Richard starts. The Red Sox are eleven and four. In games yeah. that are not started Woo-hoo. by Garrett Richards. In the other ones, simple math, you're one in three. Now, this is what I'll say about Garrett Richards really quick. And as we're recording, I have the Red Sox game on here. They're up four Same. to two in the bottom of the fifth. Okay, perfect. Yep. Yep. So so here's my thing. Garrett Richards, his starts when they're completed don't mm. look that bad in the box score. But when you're watching him, it's way worse. When you watch him pitch, and that's I couldn't have said it better myself, Sam. When yeah. you watch this guy pitch, his mechanics look out of sync. His fastball is everywhere. He has mm. no command of his breaking ball. That's the reason why I'm like, okay, we have a kid down in Worcester named Tanner Houck that could literally take this guy's spot. And I'm not even saying get, like, DFA him or anything like that. Just put him right. in the bullpen. Put him in the bullpen. Right. Send Josh Taylor down to to Worcester, which I mm. want to talk about in a second too. Mm. But I, I don't know. Like, talk me off the ledge here, Sam, for a second, because I don't know. I'm just I'm out on Richards already because he just seems to have that one bad inning that yeah. always makes his starts look like they're not as good as they should be. Right. Yeah. So I I think that is interesting because yeah, when you look at the overall slash line, I mean, yeah, you. It, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, the last start was, I think, four and two-thirds, giving up four runs. The big thing with him is the walks. And, I mean, that's the entire thing with this rotation is, especially with Pavetta um, and Martin Perez, it's it's the walks. It really is. They don't give up a lot of hits, um, but they just walk a lot of guys. And I think Pavetta had, like, six walks or something, like five walks. Like, I mean, anything above three is head-scratching and kind of, you know, scary uh and most likely they're not going to perform as well even if they limit the runs so uh as of right now i will say yeah richards has been very disappointing i still think he's going to be okay i don't think he's going to be terrible this season um maybe not as good as some of us like evan were hoping he was going to be uh it is april you know and i'm going to say this probably throughout the entire season uh it's april you know 
just because the Sox are hot doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, finishing, you know, at the top of the division at the end of the season, and it doesn't mean Richards is going to be as bad as he's been. Okay, that's a very fair take. I'll give you that. But when it's if it's June and July, and he's still having these starts at some point, absolutely. And, we, and we've discussed this. You know, it's got to be at a point where you just say, okay, he doesn't have it. Right. Excuse me. Plain and simple. Another thing that I want to talk about really quick, and I know we brought it up several times, and I think Jared brought it up last week, but I want to talk about it again. Adam Ottavino. Mm. A lot of people are disappointed with the way that he's started off his Red Sox tenure yeah. as as a Red Sox reliever, which is totally valid. You know, right. like the, the Seattle game the other night was a perfect example. You know, a bunt right back to him, throws the ball away. Ultimately, Seattle ties the game. And I want to talk about that game as a whole yeah. in a second, but – Ottavino, are you really worried about him going forward, just like overall production wise? Because I'm not really. For the season, no, not really. I'm. I mean, I, I, I'm in no place to take an action here. I don't need. Okay, maybe you gotta check on him, but definitely when watching him as well. I mean, his control is a little bit off. He's having trouble controlling his pitches. They look like they're moving really well, but it makes it harder for them to control. Um, he missed a couple strike calls, kind of in that outing. Uh, against the Mariners, but uh, you know I'm 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 fine. I'm fine with him. He, you know, we've got other guys that are doing very well that I'm very happy with. We do, and and there are some guys like your guy Garrett Whitlock that looks really good. He yeah. could be he could be a potential setup to the setup man. He could be your sixth, seventh inning guy. Absolutely. Then you then you go to Ottavino, and then you can go to Matt Barnes in the ninth. Which a few weeks ago I was like, no, I don't mm-hmm. want him closing. Which I'll mm-hmm. admit, I was wrong in that take. Because so far, Matt Barnes has looked really comfortable and really good in that closing role, which I am completely fine with being wrong about. I was hoping I'd be wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every was, single time he had a clean inning, I just thought back to your take. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I was thinking about. That's like, the, oh, man, Alan was saying he was scared. I, I, and I was. And I think, I think looking back, I had right. rightful reason to do so. Absolutely. But, but now... It's like, okay, he's proven me wrong. He's probably p- proving a lot of other people wrong, too. Right. So right. I-, I think overall, by the way, that Chicago series, so they won the first game pretty easily, yep. lost the doubleheader, and then on Patriots Day, and you better look me straight in the face and you better answer this honestly. Did you have the Red Sox scoring six runs in the first inning off Luke and Giolito? Because I did not. I did not see that coming at all. Uh. Absolutely. I took Giolito out of my streaming spot in fantasy. Totally didn't have him in the lineup. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I was going to no. say, who are you convincing me or yourself? <laughs> totally did not see that coming. I mean, I didn't even have it on at the time. And all I see is like, what did he, we, even, we scored six, six runs or something? It was insane. I, Absolutely insane. I, I couldn't believe it. And it's funny because then all of a sudden the next day, the Red Sox take on the Blue Jays. And then they they hit uh, Rio around, so it's like it's it, it almost has those vibes of like 2018 in the sense that when Aces were coming to pitch against the Red Sox, it wasn't a problem. Didn't it matter. Was, it, it, exactly, it didn't matter, and their offense was taking care of business so right. well to a point where pitchers could breathe easy and just go out there and do their thing with a right. large lead. Which so, I think is going to be huge, especially for this rotation. Yeah, absolutely. giving them more than enough runs to play with. No doubt about it. So you split the White Sox series. You split the Blue Jays series, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you go one-on-one against the Blue Jays. You take a good, uh, hard-fought win on Tuesday. Right. You 
you know, you, t- you suffer a tough loss on Wednesday. The Seattle game on Thursday. Oh, my goodness, did that drive me nuts. Yeah. Because Nick Pavetta had five and two-thirds innings of no-hit baseball. No-hit baseball to that point. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it's two to nothing. Runners on first and second, two outs. Line drive, Franchi Cordero. What what route was he running? Like, I, I see. I don't know because I would have to rewatch it because either he took a terrible route or he took a super direct route because he was trying to cut off what was probably should have been a double that he should have probably just waited for it to hit the wall. Um, I feel like those are the the only two outcomes. But I have no idea what what it should have been. You know, so, right? And th- that's a game that. So the Red Sox were up. I think they were up two to nothing at the time. Pavetta's throwing this no hitter. That that play happens. Tie game. Right. The Mariners, that was the Mariners only hit up until that point. Right. Kike Hernandez leads off. I think it was I, I forget if it was the bottom of the sixth or the bottom of the seventh. It was one of those two innings. I forget which one it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He leads off with a triple. Right. Strikeout from Alex Verdugo. Mm-hmm. JD Martinez comes up. Wild pitch scores the run. Right. And you're you're up three to two. Right. Martinez strikes out and then then all of a sudden... It didn't matter. It was like the mo- mo- momentum had shifted. It was like, let's go. I think it was bottom of the seventh, at least, because I want to say it yeah. was later in the game. Yeah, and, right. And, yeah, it was, because then Ottavino came in. Right. A couple, couple walks, a bunt situation. He throws the ball away. Yeah. The game was tied at three, going into the bottom of the eighth, with the Mariners having one hit. Right. And then you go to extra innings, and this is, this is the one thing that I... This is the only thing that I've questioned Alex Cora about this year so far. Mm. Why did he leave Josh Taylor in the tenth? I in that situation. It, it was a weird game to go to Ottavino and uh, sorry, it was Darwinson. Darwinson was Hernandez wasn't. It? Yeah, yeah. Darwinson, yeah. In, instead of Taylor, yeah, yeah. Um, I it's a it was a weird game for me to go to Ottavino and Hernandez. I want to say maybe other people weren't you know maybe weren't ready or they didn't want to pitch him or something, but it's just those two guys are super risky. That I don't know, like, we were up three to two, like, we're, you know, this is a super close game. I'm bringing in my best guys. Um, and obviously, you did bring in Matt Barnes for the ninth. Yeah. Um, who did his thing, you know, did what he was supposed to do. But by that time, Adovino had already given up the lead, uh, which he did get a nice double play to end that inning, I will say. He got himself into big trouble. So, in reality, I mean, he could have easily gotten out of that inning without that throwaway. Yeah. Which I don't know about you. Like, I didn't think he could, I don't think he was going to be able to get the guy at third. I think I think a perfect throw right to the chest of Devers. I right. think it, I think it does get him. It's too much risk for me, at least. That's that's fair because then all of a sudden, you, but let's okay. So let's play the reverse of that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Let, so now you throw it to first base, you get the out. Right. Are you going to walk the next guy and then try to set up for that double play again? Yeah, I mean, uh, Adovino didn't have great control, so even if he wasn't planning on that, that could have been how it happened. I don't know exactly. So yeah. So, and don't forget, that's probably a call that Christian Vasquez is making, too, because he's seeing right. the whole field. Because right. the, ca- the catchers are seeing the whole field, so he's probably saying to Adovino, you have a shot, make the throw. Right. Otherwise, he'd probably say, no, one, 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 because right. you need that out, especially late in the game, one-run ball game. You need the outs when they're given to you. So yeah. that game, that Seattle game was so incredibly frustrating. Yep. yep. And it's a game you should have won. 
Right. You didn't win. And now I think if you if you take off the next three games, then it's like, okay, they won three out of four. That's what a lot of people were expecting. But if you if you split this series mm. or you lose three out of four, mm. or God forbid they lose this game and get swept, which I don't think it's going to happen. But right. if they lose this series, that's a, that's a bad series loss. Yeah, I would say it's a bad series loss, although I think we are maybe a little bit underestimating what the Mariners are right now. Yeah, Obviously, going into this season, didn't see them doing anything. I still don't see them doing anything. Um, but I, you know, I just, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm paying attention to this game. Sorry, I was watching the replay. Of no, you're, you're uh, fine. You're, you're <laughs> make fine. that highlight, Cats. That was so dope. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Bring that back. Uh, Mariners, they're better than they, they're better than, you know, than we thought they were, at least so far. Um, and you can't stop a hot team. A hot team is so tough to stop. And, uh, you know, they're doing really well. So I, I do want to give them credit, but, uh, we should, we should at least split this series. Yeah, I think we're a better team as is. Yes, you have to. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Red Sox roster and then the Mariners roster. Besides Kyle Seeger. Yep. Kyle, uh, Kyle Lewis, I think the, the kid Kyle that Lewis. won, the kid that won, uh, rookie, rookie. of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Mitch Haniger. And Mitch Haniger. What more do they have on this team? They have Dylan Moore. They got Evan White. They got a lot of young guys that they're yeah. hoping that are going to perform well that haven't performed well so far. So, you know, I we definitely should beat them. We have to beat them. We we, we have do to have, beat them. You have to because now I think you're twelve and nine. If I'm not mistaken, twelve and nine, twelve and eight. I see this. It's these little. It's these little tidbits. That, like I get me tied up. Yeah. That, that, that we're like, okay, we know what we're doing, but then we're like, oh, wait a minute, we don't oh. even know the record. How? What's how their you, record? Right. How They're in first up? place. I don't care what their record is. There you go. That's the answer we want every time. Okay, so the, so they're twelve and eight. If you can win these Tony. next, if you finish this game, so you're up five two in the top of the six. Garrett Whitlock in, by the way, as we're yep. recording right now. Yep. That that's Sam's guy. Get that is officially your guy. He's gonna lock in. Got to lock change in. Change ups ridiculous. It is dirty. He's gonna wit lock in. Yeah. You know you hate to see that the Yankees got rid of this guy. You, you just you, you hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Claimed off the Rule Five draft. Like Bloom is just making genius moves all over the place. Like I like this guy, and I I even liked him even at the Mookie Betts trade. Like I did like the return that we got. Obviously, you don't want to see Mookie Betts. Uh, leave, but um, don't throw the stones. It's okay. I, I you know, I like Alex Verdugo, uh, Connor Wong, you know, all those guys. Mainly Alex Verdugo is he's just so dope, and he's really proven that he is the excitement. He could be the face of the team. Um, yeah, he's just he's just the man. So I, I'm loving these deals that uh, Bloom's been making. Absolutely, no Nick doubt about it. it. Yeah, he is, and he's everyone's saying that like he's turning the Red Sox into the Rays. It's not that he's turning the Red Sox into the Rays. It's that for for right now, he's trying to find guys that are good quality players that will produce every day at the major league level. Right. And then he's trying to replenish the farm system that Dave Dombrowski depleted. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yep. So, you know, and we talk about it all the time. And Sam, you're a big baseball guy, so you understand this. And you're very smart when it comes to this. High and Bloom is in a no-win situation with the Mookie Betts trade. Absolutely. No win at all. Like mm-hmm. he had to he had to do that. So then everyone in Boston that's a casual fan is like, they got rid of Mookie Betts, dude. What the heck? He's the best player in the MLB. 
Mm-hmm. It's true. He's a, he's a he's a top three, I would say, MLB player. No, he sounded just like the casual Boston fan. It was amazing. Well, it helps that I am from Boston, so that, that does help a little bit. <laughs> but not casual. Yes, exactly. Not casual. Riding through the tough times. Exactly. But you know, that's a situation where again you're finding these guys like Nick Pavetta. You know, at the deadline for. Brandon Workman, who a lot of people liked Workman. I did, too. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a very valuable reliever. He's mm-hmm. every, I'm glad they got rid of. But, yep. now, but now, and Connor Siebold, he's a guy that's going to be coming up the pipeline very, very soon, within right. the next couple of years. So that's another win by High and Bloom. People that don't support High and Bloom right now with what this Red Sox team is doing, go, go watch the Celtics. Go watch the Bruins. You know, go watch the Patriots when they start up in the fall. Like, it just – be a fan through the good and be a fan through the bad. Understand right. there's a process here. Right. There's definitely a process. He's playing the long game, you know, training Benintendi as well. That, you know, a lot of people didn't like that. They thought he was going to really rebound this coming year. He's not doing so well so far. I'm not making any statements right now. I'm just saying right now he's not doing very well. Uh, you know, I and I even at the time thought we weren't going to be able to get enough for, for Benintendi to make it, you know, to warrant an actual trade. But, uh you know, we're doing all right. If Renfro and Franchi can uh, can pick this thing up and start hitting some bombs, which I think they will, uh, I think they're going to have their cold streaks, and I think they'll have their hot streaks where we are just riding the freaking wagon. Um, so, uh, you know, he, Bloom's doing his thing. He's building the team the way he wants to, and I respect the heck out of it. He's doing he's doing a great job. He is, and the results are, excuse me, the results are showing because you mm-hmm. know what? The Red Sox are actually playing competitive baseball. It's not like last year, where all the games were just terrible to watch, except right. for opening day. But still, they're playing competitive baseball. And I hate to say – I actually, no, I don't hate to say this. I don't know why I let it off like that. <laughs> but baseball is back in the city of Boston. Oh, heck yeah. Like, fans are tuned back in. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great stretch right now for just all Boston sports. The Red Sox are looking good. The Bruins are looking good. The Celtics are looking pretty good for the most part. And the Patriots draft is next week, but we're a Red Sox podcast. So the Red Sox are really, they're holding their weight now. Oh, yeah. Which is good. And the viewership's back up. Everything's looking really good. Mm-hmm. One thing that could look very good is the next series after the Mariners. So the Red Sox are meeting for a two-game series in New York to face the New York Mets. And this is all I'm going to say about that series, Sam. Then I'll let you sort of give your expertise on it. But yeah, yeah. if you don't face Jacob, Jacob deGrom right. and, you, and you don't get Marcus Stroman, I think there is no reason why you can't take both games. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my thing. Now, granted, I have to look at the probable pitchers, but it looks like if everything matched up, so you had Nick Pavetta go last night. Martin right. Perez went tonight. I believe tomorrow I think is going to be Eovaldi. Mm-hmm. And then I think on Sunday is going to be Rodriguez. Okay. Yep. I, I think. I, that I sounds could, right. I could be wrong on that. But that's if I had to take an educated guess, that's what it's looking like. So here, it's it's listed down. Yep, Eovaldi tomorrow, Rodriguez on Sunday. The Mets have already – oh, so here we go. So – the Mets have already announced their pitcher, so I just looked this up on MLB.com. No Marcus Stroman, but we're facing Jacob DeGrom. Okay. Even, you know, even so, the Mets don't score a lot of runs for DeGrom, so we might be okay. <laughs> this is true, but you can't walk people. Actually, fun fact about the right. walks, and they showed mm. this on Ness and Sam. I don't know if you know this. The Red Sox lead the league in walking at least five batters in a game. They've done it eight times so far. 
it it's unsustainable. It, it's undis- unsustainable. That's why it's a little scary, and that's why we go into all you know every single one of these podcasts. And you're like, what do you want to see? I want to see that the pitching is still under control, and that we can still limit runs because we know the offense is going to be good, but we just want to see the pitching perform well. And you're seeing a lot of walks. We are limiting runs, but we need to get better. Got to get better. Very, very true. They do need to get better. So, really quick, the matchups for the Mets. The Mets are sending out David Peterson for the first game on Tuesday okay. night. Okay. Uh, one and two with a 6.75 ERA, 18 strikeouts. Actually, was drafted by the Red Sox out of high school in the yep. 28th round of the draft in 2014. Yep. yep. And then, obviously, on Wednesday, you got Jacob DeGrom. I don't need to say too much more. One and one with a... One and one with a point three nine ERA and forty one strikeouts. It's, Unfair. It's flat out stupid. Yeah. How good Jacob Degrom is. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, going into the series, I still think. I mean, the Mets. I mean, I also do. I do like the Mets. I'm kind of a, a co fan for the Mets. Um, I, you know, I think their offense just has not clicked yet, uh, which is great for the Red Sox. We are going into a going against a team that is just not done very well so far. Uh, the pitching, obviously, like you said, I mean, DeGrom and Stroman doing lights out pitching. So DeGrom will be tough, but if there's anything we can rely on, it's our freaking hitting. And obviously we can get shut down. Um, but kind of like we were saying earlier in this podcast, when the Red Sox facing aces, man, we're killing it. Yes. We killed Giolito. I know. Think about what we're going to do against DeGrom. It's going to be insane. Easy, easy. <laughs> I, I got to rain you back in, Sam. No, 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 no. We're I'm, going five runs I'm, at least. I'm physically raining you back in through the computer <laughs> screen as we go right now. But I'm going to be safe in this series, and I hate to say this, but I think they're going to split. I think Yeah. I, I think DeGrom is just going to – I think yeah. he's going to – it's going to be one of those weird games. I think it's going to be a game where he gives up, like, Three runs, which is a lot for him. Mm. But the offense is going to – I think it's going to be like a 5-3 Mets win that game. It's going to be a weird, weird game. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. The Mets offense just hasn't done well so far. So I'm – you know, I did expect a lot from their offense, um, or at least more than we've seen in the past, especially with the addition of Lindor. Um, but I don't know. They haven't done great so far. So I don't know. I Maybe the Red Sox, you know, maybe you know, right the sweep. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, Maybe. I don't know. Well, what? we'll see. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're getting too much into this. This is where I think we need to cut it off. But point blank, very what simple. editing's for it. <laughs> exactly. This, have fun with this, Zach. This yeah. Red Sox team is so much fun mm. to watch on a nightly basis. They're competitive. They can hit. They're getting, you know, I don't want to say clutch pitching, but they're getting effective pitching from their starters and their relievers for the most part. You know, Garrett Richards, Martin Perez, some control issues, but mm. they're four and five starters. If they were like two and three, it'd be like, okay, right. I've got some problems. But right. lower end of the rotation, guys, wouldn't surprise me if Tanner Houck got called up for a start against the Mets, maybe. Would yeah. not surprise me in the slightest. But here's here's one more question I want to ask, and then we'll get out of here for the night, Sam. Alrighty. Matt Andres. Mm. Would you give him a start at this point? A spot a start? start? Like... <sighs> no. I'm not going to play with something that's working, you know? Okay. And I think Andres can go a couple innings, but I think that's so useful for us in the bullpen. Because I think we're the type of team that 
Pavetta can have a bad start. He can allow a couple of runs and get pulled in the fourth inning, but then you can bring in Matt, Matt Andres goes at least two, and we can kind of calm the waters a little bit. I don't think Andres is, you know, I don't think he's filthy or anything, but I think he's getting the job done, and he's doing really well so far. He had a couple of shaky outings in the beginning that everybody was trashing him for, but uh, I think he's going to be fine, and uh, I really like him in the bullpen, especially the multi-inning uh, capacity. That's That's great. So great. He, he's been the unsung hero of the bullpen mm-hmm. and of this Red Sox team, really. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that goes under the radar, but he's doing his job. So you know what? Keep it up, Dries' pieces. You're doing your thing. Absolutely. So, so that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Episode 43 in the books. Again, check out couchguysports.com. Check out Sam's podcast, Around the Diamond podcast. All baseball, all the time. It's a great podcast. Go check it out. Like and subscribe to them. Like and subscribe to us as well. On Twitter at Into the Triangle and CouchGuysports.com, you can find us there. And you can find all the podcasts there. But Sam, pleasure as always. Thanks so much, Alan. I love I love joining these podcasts. Love talking socks, obviously. And uh, you know, we're gonna see how we do. Exactly. So again, thank you for listening. We'll see if the full crew's back. If not, maybe we'll get Sam back. Maybe we'll get some other people in here. Who knows? But until then, thank you again. Go Red Sox.